I'm just sticking out, dude. That's a phrase I never heard. I'm just sticking out. Yeah, that that context. Okay. I guess so. Let me get Is it started up yet? Yeah, I hit the start button. I'm just waiting for Twitch to realize that it happened. For me to start behaving. You, you, you're not gonna behave even when the button's pressed. Oh man, I may I aim to misbehave. I have concerns and questions. And we're back for another, I guess, late edition. Well, not late edition. We're actually, we're on time this time. We're going to talk about, like, edition of the MA4 podcast. Uh, normally, we'd be reviewing three episodes, but I ruined that. So we're going to be watching just, we're reviewing just one. It's My Hero. I don't think anything's changed in the Department of Stats, but I could check before I actually commit to that statement. I should really have these things pulled up before I start. Professional, everybody. Professional. Oh, shoot. And then, yeah, title this thing My Villain Academia because that's what they titled this arc. Or the, the anime uh, 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 in, in general at this point. Huh. I don't think I uploaded Atonement. Shoot, I gotta, I gotta fix that thing. Okay, so we were 81% in the last three days. Last time, now we're 89, so we went up by eight. Surprising, because I didn't upload the recent podcast episode. I thought I was m missing something. Oh, I got somebody who downloaded us in Palm Beach. Let's do that back. Port St. Lucie. Then I guess that's not much of a change. We have, uh, we had some people. I forgot we're on Stitcher too. Hmm. We're apparently being listened more on something called Pod Nodes, but I don't know what that is. I don't know either. Okay, because with that, not much else to report here, so we're gonna, I guess. Uh, start talking about the episode, uh, the recent episode, episode 108, titled My Villain Academia. Uh, we come back to this episode with uh, Shigaraki getting the absolute crap shocked out of him. Uh, it's actually surprising to start out with this, but I guess since the focus is going to be on the villains from, from here on out for a little bit, uh, I guess they needed to start with something um, visually stimulating. Uh, what? That was the best they could think of. <laughs> I can just think of a lot of things that are visually stimulating that have nothing to do with an animated male being shocked. I, I don't know. Like I guess it's like we, we saw this image last episode. I guess they wanted to uh to like um Jeremy, so maybe they were just going for the shock value. I just lost the like 10 more brain cells. Value. You know, it, it's yeah. shocking. It, it's shocking with how you think you're thinking I'm going to laugh at that. I thought maybe I could spark a little humor. What's the matter with you? <clears throat> What's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm trying to get Watts out of it, but I can't. That's okay. But, um,. Jewel, figure it out. Ugh. Okay, before you lose any more viewers, though, we have already earned at this point. Let's continue this. U L E, a measure of energy. Get it? Uh huh. Okay. 
So after we seeing Shigaraki getting shocked to death at this point, uh, we see the we see uh, I guess this is just in the past. We see well, actually it's the past. It's gotta be in the past. But we we see um, Kurigiri, who we now know is a Nomu, which makes this scene a little bit more interesting because um, I think he's he uh, he's telling Shigaraki here that you know he uh, they have to uh, they have to push forward now that all for one's out of the picture for now. And he's left power behind for them. He's like, tell, tell me to go get it. And I'll get it for you. Paste. I was like, him saying, telling, tell me to do it is actually interesting. Um, in in this context, it's like now we know that he, he he's a Nomu who has free will to a stint, but he still listens to commands, which brings to the fact that I always wondered who, which Nomu was like tagged as Shigaraki. I'm starting to think that it was Kirigiri At this point, could be. Jeremy, yeah, we know. Um, one interesting thing, the uh, the guy that's the focus of this, that the big focus of this episode that's taken hostage, he's one of the two characters that I didn't recognize in the opening credits when they start up. So, like, if you're using Funimation, you're at about minute 110. Um, there's a shot of, like, everybody else I've seen on this has been in the series and you can see them all, like all the, the heroes, the, the class A teachers and stuff like that, like are on the opening before they let, start layering in the students. And then there's two people on the left that I don't recognize at all. One of them has white hair and like a white striped t-shirt and jeans with two buck belt buckles for some reason. And then there's the guy with like, like pink or purple or violet hair with a face mask on and straps on his body. Um, those are the two that I didn't know out of all of those. And I literally know every single other one of those at glance. Like and if you let the uh, the song come in, they completely cover every part of those two. And most of the other ones have at least a little bit of them that's peeking out through it one way or the other. But those two are completely covered over. So it's like a really clever little Easter egg that they throw in there. Um, and then they quickly cover it up so you can't see anything. I actually do think they completely cover them. So it's interesting that one of them was that guy with the white hair that seems, it seems to be the same person that they're showing him throughout this episode. And then the other guy must be an Easter egg too, but I don't know who he is. Do you? Is it somebody I've forgotten about? No. I mean, I look at the image you sent me on Discord uh, a couple hours ago, but I don't. I, I want to say the guy with the valet hair could be twice, but. but good guys on that screen and i mean who's to know, say that twice was like twice a psychotic who knows what where he he's where he's been or where he's not been well, i'm just I'm, I'm just throwing a guess out there i don't know who it is i really don't know who it is twice on mass this episode and he had uh blonde hair we've we've and, already seen twice on mass before i mean it was back in the episode where they did an origin story on him right so that's not twice is what i'm saying i mean characters have had their hair change a lot <laughs> It doesn't. It's. It doesn't it's really not, mean much. <laughs> it's probably not twice. Let's. let's it could be. It. it could be his brother. You never know. We don't know any family members that he's supposed to have. He was so great that they had to have babies twice. He I don't so know. Nice. He was so nice they gave birth twice, huh? I hate everything about or that statement. It could be his long lost fourteenth cousin, seven times removed. I mean, yeah, it could be anybody technically, but or it could just be somebody that we don't know about yet. That's and that's an Easter egg of, of something to come. But anyway, I thought that was a cool little detail. Like I didn't notice it, and I was like, "What's this?" And then like, I don't know. It, it took me this episode to finally notice it, and then this episode. I mean, it's, it's funny. I've been looking at that intro for all the episodes, and I haven't. I didn't notice them at all. Granted, as I said before, they keep flashing these images, so you have to really stop by. And I'm not looking for like. I'm actually trying to be as like, I'm trying to be as not, you know, hinted at at something until it shows up in the until the, in the episode or anime, and then I'll, no, I'll more likely notice it later on once I've already been introduced because my eyes would have already seen them. So well, I mean, they they put the old lady on the, the tiny old lady on the left. They put the woman with the boobs on the right, and then they think you're gonna look all the way to the left of that dark little corner where those two are tucked in. It's I get why you missed them, dude, but. I still think it's pretty cool. I, it's cool that like I found out it's only a few frames too, because the, the first thing they do is start covering them up. 
but I think it's really cool that I missed it because every other character on that opening that opening group I know, like I recognize at least at some level. So I don't know. It was really clever of them to get that out there just to the perfect amount where I wouldn't notice it until it was pretty much too late. But I'll answer your question. All for all all for one does has white hair. He's just bald now because all all, all might smash his face in. There's a lot of questions that, that can be answered just by All Might punching him in the face. <laughs> it's a little bit sad, but yeah, that All For One has white hair. Back when he had a face. Right. And eyeballs. And teeth. Well, wait. I don't know if he has teeth now. <laughs> this is kind of brutal when you really think about what All Might did to him. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, he didn't. He uh, he wants him in the noggin quite a bit. But uh, after wait, what was the what was that before? Lost my train of thought. Uh oh yeah, the shocking of Shigaraki. They then go backwards in time to two months ago in October, and this is when Gigachi get got to. I wait. I'm gonna watch watch his name pop up. I think. Gigantomaka? I forgot, I forgot his name. This giant hulking behemoth dude. With, with a chiseled uh, face. Gigantomachia. Okay, so I was on the right track. I just couldn't get the name out. Gigantomachia shows up and... They've been calling him Machia for short, so we could probably just go with that. What in the devil? I never... Wow, like, I have not been very observant there. Like, they're showing them the group teachers up real quick, and then all of a sudden, Ida covers up one of them immediately. Exactly, that's what I meant. Like, they kind of, it was a super Easter egg that you didn't even, you weren't even really supposed to see it. They just kind of, and then it's gone, it's covered up. I didn't catch it until this episode. I watched the original through a couple times, like when they, when they did the new intro, but there was so much stuff that I just wasn't. I didn't know about that I kind of by the time I started knowing about a lot of the other stuff I, I forgot that that was there but now I know almost everything referenced in the intro and I, that's one of the few things left that I don't speaking know speaking of intro I, I love that we have like we have like the My Hero Academia logo pop up and then it gets covered up and turned into My Villain Academia <laughs> and it's yeah. all red in the background the villain logo is purple and like I have the, some uh, stuff to say about that later in the podcast huh? I have some stuff to say about that later in the podcast. Uh, and I guess the one thing I'm going to bring up too is I love that like the J the Japanese text underneath it is all being disintegrated or decaying away like Shigaraki's quirk. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a nice detail they didn't have to do that they, that they went through all the trouble to do. Okay, skip the intro because nothing new is there. Well, wait a minute. Because we never talk about the intro here anyway so maybe spend some time here. We have a lull in the thing. I uh, know nothing new. I've watched this several times. I guess I, I never brought this up too. I also love the fact the fact that we see All Might in his like in, in his perfect state, and then he fades away to Endeavor looking looking back solemn, like he's alone again. Mm -hmm. It's such an odd. I guess it's such an interesting contrast that they uh. Come on. Okay. They, they're trying to deal with Gigancho Machia, and he's pretty much not taking. He's not. He's not. He's not trying to take any orders from uh, Shigaraki, and starts like just blowing everybody away by just by a, just one heavy slam or what looks to be like a Super Saiyan transformation. What the? <sighs> I, I'm actually mad. I just noticed that. I thought it looked odd when I was watching it earlier, but the the with the, with the way the wind is blowing in his stance, it looks like he's trying to go Super Saiyan. He's screaming and just all this wind pressure, uh, coming off of him. <laughs> this is like happening at like three eighteen if you're on Verve. Jeez, it's ridiculous. It's like a Vegeta thing, and he's crying and everything. He's got snot coming out of his nose. Uh, it's a. Uh, I guess the other interesting aspect about him too is the fact that he's he's a follower of uh, he's a follower of all for one, but he's not modified. He's capable of he's capable of holding lots of quirks without any modification at all, which means that there are people in this world that are capable of holding multiple abilities, but we just don't know about them yet. Well, we know about um, Midoriya. 
but he's not able look that's an I, I don't know if it, I mean he's got multiple quirks inside his one quirk but he didn't have it before and we have all night with the with the quirk to change his shape and also um all for one that's not a quirk oh, that's well. just an animation thing that they're doing it's a quirk no it's not it's a hidden quirk it's not a quirk it's a quirk no it's not it is uh, he lost the ability to do it when he when he lost his regular one it's something that was triggered by one for all No, he didn't. That's the puffing up thing. That's that 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 muscular form is how he always looked. His this is this is like skeleton form is just his like his injured look. He's so stubborn. It's an injured look. He even says it. But back to this episode. Back to the episode we're talking about. Uh, like as Gigantomachi is about to attack Shigaraki, he hears one for all's voice in the radio recorder that's around his around his neck, which is an interesting detail that this is how they're able to. All for one, sorry. The the box around his neck, which is interesting detail, they showed us that that's how he keeps being under control, which is why he doesn't go on, on a rampage uh, everywhere um, that he shouldn't be. They're talking then to the doctor. Ama begins to speak, also known as Eggman. The doctor pulls everybody to his secret lair where all the super nomus are just here. Oh dear! I didn't see that gnomon with the with the five mouths. Jeez. They seem to have extra um, emphasis on the gnomon that had the those uh, brain. That seemed. To I be think one that was the high end nomu that that uh, Endeavor fought. Was it? No, that wasn't it. I think it is him, mainly because there's a piece of his there's a piece of his skin. Like if you look at him, there's a piece of his skin off to the back of him. It's very odd looking. It looks, it looks like he's missing his top half of his mouth. Oh really? Like there's a piece that they show, like that. There's a there's a, there's a number they show that you put like a they. It's not a long shot, but it's a shot long enough to for you to notice him and for you to look at him. There's a um, number missing a top half of his mouth. And everything else. Right. It's got modifications on it, though, like some sort of metal helmet. So if that's the case, I guess maybe they. Um. They had to like clamp something on it to fix him. I don't know. It's very interesting though. What's interesting is that they keep showing compressed, and he's not ha doesn't have his mask or his hat, so it's kind of jarring. Yeah, you see him in the image. I was wondering about that, but then when I rewatched it, um, you see when um, yeah, I, I know when he loses his hat and mask, it's just no, 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 no. very when he himself down, when he pounds down like the ground, and everybody gets blown back by the wind. You see Compression Man's mask fly off. So yeah, they, so and I, then they did, he didn't have time to put it back on when they vomited and got teleported over. Uh, yeah. Which we actually find out where that black that black goo is coming from. Oof, the Nomu that the doctor has on his chest. He's, he's patting like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Evil? <laughs> yeah, it's like a little pug looking thing. Uh, they also get confirmation of, well, not confirmation, really, just an, 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 we now know the direction, of, we now know a general range of how old Shigaraki is. He, they say he's some, he's 20 odds, so I'm, I'm putting my money that he's 25, because they, they don't say younger 20-something, or older 20-something, he just say 20 odd. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm putting my money that he must be 25. Um, if he's not, I'd be shocked because they, they don't give a specific range of if he's on the higher end of the 20s or he's on the lower end of the 20s. Right. But uh, you see a flashback of when All for One, again, uh, you know, like recruits him or sa saves him, quote unquote, or from the world that's waiting for heroes to save him, which is, it, it, it kind of brings a really dark view of how the world works in this in, in this anime. Because mm. you see, it, there's a little kid that everybody is clearly seeing, with they're not helping for reasons we don't know of yet. Uh, we also find out that apparently their hands on his on his body are from his relatives. Uh, the hand on his face is his father's hand, which I think you brought up earlier when we were first doing this. That if you if you meant who he meant by father or whatever early on in season one, 
Well, you got yeah. confirmation years later. Yeah, it's I remember a... thinking when he called a father that that was a thing. This is really odd. Um, apparently he 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 decayed his family at some point, uh, which is what led him to being homeless. And apparently we now also now know that Shigaraki has lacks a, a lack of memory. He doesn't remember a lot, which is interesting in my opinion because it kind of makes you think that. I wonder what would happen if he got his memory back. Would he would he still stay evil or would he switch sides? That's a good point. He has a lot of anger founded on that those memories, and all he really remembers is feeling very angry. So it would be interesting to see how that manifests. It also, I mean, makes me curious about this. it also kind of makes me curious about um, the situation when All Might received this quirk, which well, we don't really know what happened there, but now we know that the former um, hero with that power, I forget her name, what is her name? Uh, I almost called her Tinko Shimarov, but hold up. I almost called her Ren, but I don't think her name is Ren, is it? It might be. Let me it look that be... up. Let me look that up. She, we know that this guy killed his family, and we know that she's part of his family, and we know that at least some of the people in, in that flashback when I sent you that shot from Discord, on Discord, we know that at least some of those people have a passing resemblance to her. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if All Might got his power around that time, like as a result of that event. Or if they're two separate events. Because we don't know the moment when he got the power. Nana. Her name is Nana. Yeah, I wasn't Rem. I'm thinking Rem from Trigon. But the rest of what I said still stands. Like, we know that some of the people that probably died in that situation, like, in that screenshot I sent you where they're saying, can you remember? And you see that fractured thing, and you see some characters that look like they're either his sisters or maybe Rem's child since that would be his mom or something like that are part of what it's we think might have been the people that were killed but he would have certainly been capable of killing nana as well so you know with that ability it's dangerous if you had no idea what was going to happen you pick up a little kid and he touches you and you disintegrate i mean that's enough of a surprise attack i think where it could have taken nana off guard and taken her but, or at least injured it enough where she had to pass the ability on to her protege or a student before dying. But we've never seen like old Nana. We only see, in the past, we've only seen pictures of like young, spry, youthful Nana. So it's very possible that like something like that was the case. Well, we know something happened because it, it, we, we still don't know if Nana knew what happened to her grandson. So. Mm -hmm. There's like a lot of things. Even even All Might didn't even know she had one. When he found out, he broke down that fight with All for One. Like All for One prided himself on keeping that little chess piece to himself until and, and then letting him loose on All Might. So, but it is interesting too because Ujiko, um, uh, uh, the Eggman guy, like mentions when he sees him, he says, "How's your father?" And he's doing well, and you see him kind of like nod, like he was confirming that. So I thought that was an interesting detail too, because we don't know who his father is, do we? Nope. I mean, his father's that hand on his face. <laughs> yeah, we know that, but I don't know why he specifically said the father. Because the father I... he has some extra connection to, because he, A, he puts the hand directly on his face, and B, he's spoken to the father in the past too. So there must be something extra poignant about the father, and the fact that he bonded immediately with like, a new father figure, like he needed a replacement father, so there must be something there. Well, he looks like, I mean, even as a kid, he, he looked like, he looked pretty starved and just repressed in all freaking places. Like, I mean, something happened to him uh, probably during the revelation, because he looked really, he looked really young, like, he looked like, he looked like the age that you would be when your quirk first manifests. Mm-hmm. Like plus, because if you look at the way his the way he um the way Tomura was like on the ground, uh like when he was like just sitting there waiting for help, his hands were like face up, 
like, like almost he didn't like he didn't want to he was crying but he didn't want to put his hands on his on his eyes like he, he looked like he was really in pain and hurt and he really like a little kid would be crying like in a field position or whatever he couldn't do none of that because he probably would decay himself just by touching himself because we learned early on that you know he used to put all his fingers on you for him to decay for him to put his quirk in action so he must have learned that at some point but he must have not learned it until like much later on in his life but um it's very it's interesting like, like now we know that he doesn't have memories i wonder what that's gonna do to his character when he does maybe that's what they're shocking him for because i think i think it's a known it's a known technique it's to electroshock your body to recover lost memories i'm guessing Right. I think it's like a technique that can be used as like electrotherapy or whatever you can shock. But then again, you should just shock your brain, not your entire body. They're off base with that one. <laughs> but uh But essentially we see uh you know like like the doctor's talking to uh, to Tomura, he's like saying that uh one of the main reasons why he's given him like I guess not so great no moves is because he's, he was just testing him. To see if like he, he was worthy of any of his like greater creations, which is kind of interesting and odd in, in really weird ways, because uh, he trusts all for one, and you think he trusts all for one's decisions, but eh. But uh, let's see here, let's go back a little bit. He's probably, he's probably trying to get like Tormund to share, share with him his convictions, and uh. Cause he said you still haven't changed you're still that little kid that thinks he can get everything um i guess by himself and he wants to destroy the world and uh toga asked are you trying to destroy er everything even things i love and you show me an image of like you're asking can she become a stain and i guess it would make sense if she managed to get some of stain's blood but i don't know if there was a scene that we saw him give her some of his blood I didn't. I got that too. I was surprised to see Stain on the list. Izuki is the uh, one with big hands, and that was news to me. Um, I think it's the one with big hands, right? Izuki? Yeah. Or is, is that Izuka? Wait, what? Okay, let, let me. Um, let me go back to that portion where she says that, just to be sure. How far in the episode did you say that? I don't have a time signature on that one, sorry. That's no problem, I'll find it. Becomes so many things that I love. Wait, I found it. Trace of him in the league. We'll get to we'll get to what Toga's reasoning for being in the league later. And then she mentions um it she says Oshako, but that's Uraraka. The first name of Uraraka. So it's weird that she says that she loves Uraraka and she loves Stain. And they're both people that maybe, like, we know she became Uraraka, right, for a moment, I believe? Mm -hmm. And then I, we assume now that she has the ability to become Stain, and then Izuki Wait. Is Wait a minute. I think I think I know you're talking about I think it's a, you're, you're misremembering it. You're misremembering it. I see, your, I see the line. I love Mr. Stainy, and I love Izuku, and I love Ochako. It's Izuku? Deku, yeah. She got some of his blood at some point. Okay, sorry. I she I transformed was... into him too, actually, during the uh, Chisuki arc. Okay, sorry. So, uh, is Izuku, Midoriya, Uraraka, and Stain, that's a weird three to love, especially because two of them are probably really close to being involved with each other. But I think she likes Uraraka because of her infatuation with Deku, just like her infatuation, but I think to I think Toga's misinterpreting Uraraka's infatuation. <laughs> I think that's what, because I, I remember her interaction with Chaku, and it creeped me out a little bit. But hey, I think actually that interaction was with was when Froppy was there too. I'm surprised she didn't. I thought she got some of Froppy's blood. Maybe she didn't. Yeah, she did. Oh, she's that's got odd. Those are the three that she mentioned now. I, I thought honestly she used the Chaku's blood too, because she transformed into her to trick Deku in, in, a, in, in earlier on too. I thought she used her used that blood up unless she got a lot of. Uraraka's blood. Yeah, I don't know the exacts on how her perk works. Maybe she can do it. It depends. On the, she can transform and stay transformed as long as how much blood she takes in. 
I just assumed that she didn't have a lot of Viraka's blood and she used it once and that was it. But based on this and what you're telling me, it maybe she can bank it up or something. She's yeah, she's got more than I thought she did. Mm -hmm. So I mean, even Deck because she turns into Deku, I didn't know how much blood of Deku she got. I think we asked the question too: How much blood of Deku does she get? Thinking Deku blues everywhere, so I'm pretty sure he left his DNA every place. Probably that many times. So that's probably how she got Deku's blood. <laughs> He comes out bloodied up more often than any of the other characters. Yeah, that is true, so never mind. Crook, scribe to Deku off the list. <laughs> it's really just Uraraka, because, I mean, the same case for Stain. De Deku, like, made Stain bleed uh, quite a bit during his well, Actually, Deku, Todoroki, and and um, Ida made made him bleed quite a bit during their fight, so. Yeah. And that's where Toga first showed up, too, so. Uh. Unless she loved Stain because Stain provided her with blood samples, because he was the he was a blood drawer himself. That is true. I mean, their blood, they're, they're it's it is it's actually kind of odd. It's kind of odd. I, mean, I would I will have to agree that it's kind of odd that she chose those three, but eh. Because she says she loves becoming people, so it seems like this is just a, been a part of her personality for years. It just manifested through the quirk. Uh, do do do. Just go back to where we were earlier. Uh, I guess not much is there. Like the um, he pretty much offers uh, Sugar Rocky an ultimatum, like well, not ultimatum, but a, a, a gamble. Is like if you can get get Ganchimachia to bow and heal before you, he'll um, he'll work for him and give him the uh, give him whatever he power he's stocked up. Um. But granted, from the fact that we're seeing him, Shock tells me he must have managed to defeat Gagacha Machia at some point. And that's why he's on the tail of being shocked to shocked to death. Well, not death, but um, I don't even know. How would you call that? Just being shocked. Putting that shock to the system, but um. Torture? Not, get, well, eh, I don't know if it's torture. But I mean, yeah, to torture, shocked. Um, I guess another interesting thing, since this is like a couple months before, uh, we're like. I can place this before Deku and Bakugo even show up at Endeavor's agency. Because Dobby here is saying that he's going to, instead of doing whatever the doctor wants him to do, he's going to go off and get a get an ally. And um, I say this because... It's like weird because the first time I watched it, that's what I thought he meant. He was going to go off and get an ally. And then I wondered if he was like, he was talking about ally, like, allying with uh, Egg, like Eggman a little bit deeper. I couldn't tell because then, because no, he, he he didn't want to be nowhere near. He didn't want to be nowhere near that guy. He uh. Well, he, he says, oh, that's good because I've got a I've got a deeper test I'd like to do with you, and then, but then he says something that makes me think maybe he didn't want to. So it was hard for me I, to understand if he was. I see he here the line. I think I can gain us a good ally. That's where I want to focus my time. So he tells Sugar Rocky that's what he wants to do. That's if that's okay with you. And he says yes. I want to. I like to see the results. Like, because Dobby has already stated, I mean, he, his flame didn't work on Gigashi Machia, so in his mind, he's not going to be of any use to them here anyway. See, he ran right through the flames, firing the flames. <laughs> but, um, that's why I assume he's going he's gonna to go off and get Hawks, because the main reason why I say that, because later on in the episode, when they uh, get a call from, um, Destro's group, they, uh, they make an interesting claim that Endeavor, Hawks, um, the, the dude with the paper ability where like if they get a call they would jump they, they drop everything to come and get them and it doesn't make sense hawks would try to do that especially with all the work he's been trying to do to get the villains to to drop their guard like if he was working with them he wouldn't drop everything and go and capture them because that'd blow his cover mm -hmm. so to me it seems like hawks isn't hasn't you know been scouted yet for whatever reason that's why I feel like it's got to be Dobby. That's what Dobby's doing because I think he even offers him, he even offers him a high end Nomu. Stop talking, you lunatic! I think I'm getting us a good ally. That's where I want to focus my time. All right. Yeah, I look forward to the results. The doctor says, "Then I like Dobby to help with a high end test." Right. That's what made me. Their not taste sure. and aesthetics since match up well. 
Yeah, I don't think... I think maybe there he didn't want it, but based on what we saw Dobby do later on, well, earlier on in this in this case, he took it with him anyway. Based on what I know of what happened with that. Because it, mm -hmm. doesn't, it doesn't make sense Dobby said he's going to get an ally and... Because he, he doesn't hang out with Shigaraki trying to defeat Gagenshi Mashia. He's nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Actually, they even mentioned that he's somewhere the else. That providing Dobby with a Nomi makes the most sense out of any explanation. I think you're right. And like a high-end test, by test if he means test, he means like Nomu that he's testing out, then I think maybe you're right. And he's talking about a high-end test. He's just talking about the high-end thing that we saw Endeavor burn up. Yeah, like something like that. It's interesting that, like, the, uh, I guess the costume that Shigaraki's working, like, he's got two hands choking his neck, two hands on his shoulder, two hands holding him on his, like, upper elbows, two hands, like, holding near <laughs> It's like somebody's holding him back, and somebody's just choking him out. <laughs> it's an odd, like, choice. And then there's just a hand on top of his head, too. Uh, I guess as, like, after all that, they um, he gets sent back to where you know the, the Giganto dude is, and um, he says hi there, and then he he takes the hand that's on his face and then waggles the middle finger. I thought it was kind of clever. With, it, was, it was a clever way to to flip somebody off without actually flipping them off. But um, they get into a fight. Uh, Giganto thinks he's punched Shigaraki in half, and it's revealed to be I guess twice his clone ability. I think that's what that was. And apparently, somehow, like, I guess we, we're fast-forwarding in time, because we see Toga and um, Spinner off in the distance, I guess, resting or walking away from the fight. Mm -hmm. Is this, I don't think we've ever seen Spinner without his mask on in the in the anime, so this is just kind of a first. I thought it was a whole separate character at first. It would look so different. He's a lizard I man. Really <laughs> what? He's a lizard man. What do you expect? I don't know. I expect... He just... Looks, I don't think he looks that different. He looks like a thin turtle. <laughs> he looks perclumped. That design really upset you a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. I did, he didn't look that different to me. It's like he looks like him with the mask on his face. <laughs> I guess so. It's just like, if I saw him in an airport, I'd be like, dude, you lost weight. He doesn't, he just doesn't look as bulky or awesome as he did. He just looks like a dude. I don't, I don't think he was ever meant to look bulky and awesome. It might have just been an, like, it looks a... like, if you've ever seen like a, like a star, a movie star, and then all of a sudden you meet him in person and you're just like, I know that's that, I know that's the movie star, but holy crap, it doesn't look anything like they do on the screen. It's like one of those moments. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I guess with, the, with Toga and Spinner, apparently, they're, I guess they're off. Apparently, the doctor's giving them monetary compensation, and Toga goes off and buys her a duffel bag and a coat. Yeah. I don't understand funny. this line. I I <laughs> love cute A lines. What does that even mean? I look cute A lines? What? No, we go back to it. Cause like, it's, it's, during, it's during the scene where Spinner is like, Doing an uh, an over vo a voiceover a voiceover. Okay. And I just there's this line that she says, and I I, I guess maybe I miss I'm misreading it, which is possible. But I know she says I don't move quickly when it's when it's cold. I love cute a line ones is what she says. Oh, like top tier coats. Oh, it was just talking about our coat. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. It's that line to me kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't understand it at all. It just seems so random to me. Why she would like even say that? Okay, her the coat. Okay, that makes sense. The coat She's makes. Just Harley Quinn. That's what she is. Harley Quinn was never this insane. Yeah, she was. <laughs> so I want to talk about something with um, this fight that um, Shigaraki gets in and the way that this is like a building theme obviously they start these series off saying my villain academia 
and this episode is going to have Shigaraki as the, as the star as opposed to Midoriya. But there's a few other things in here that really um, struck me as like kind of parallels. I mean, obviously, his one of his first fights is with Ma like one of his first cornerstone big battles is with Machia, where Ma one of Midoriya's first cornerstone big battles with, was with Muscular. But we also have um, there's twice in a very short period of time in this episode where someone says that he's just like a boy, that Shigaraki is just like a boy. Eggman says it too when he like lays out his huge plan. And he's just like that's like you know that's like a child's plan, like a boy's plan. And he goes, I love it. I'm going to support it. And then there's a scene a little bit later on where Spinner like is listening to him talk, and they do like what Spinner's thinking, and he says the same thing that he he's like he's just like a boy. I thought that was interesting because Midoriya is a boy and like his boyish nature and naivete like come through a lot and he's criticized for it. Um, and then the other thing that I thought was really interesting here was the constant emphasis on how Shigaraki had a grin on his face the entire time. And obviously that's something that goes all the way back to Nana with the heroes, you know, like All Might Nana and now Midoriya always trying to keep a grin on no matter what. And you see like Midoriya like forcing on his face through pain and everything else because it's inspirational. And here we have um, Shigaraki kind of bringing everybody together as well and keeping that grin on his face through the whole thing in the same way that like making him very much an anti-All Might. And there just seems like there's a lot of scenes in this episode in particular where they're building him up as the anti-Midoriya, like with his own school of people like that are teaching him how to do things and initiating him. And, his own trials and, and battles where he's off on his own in the woods fighting a huge muscular enemy that like seems to have unlimited endurance. I think it's really, really interesting like how they, they spent so much of their energy in this really subtly drawing parallels between him and Midoriya. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I saw the I saw the par comparisons. I I I I mean at least I wasn't it wasn't like they were not important details. I just, I guess for me, I was like, I, I, I'm sitting here fighting. Like, should I be rooting for the bad guys here? Because that's all they're, sh they're showing me. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted. Because <laughs> in a weird, weird way, I want, I want Shaggy Rocket to win against uh, Gigantomachia. But at the same time, I'm like, this guy's a villain. He's, this guy's an a-hole. Why am I rooting for him? I guess like, ah, dang it. I hate everything about it. But at the same time, I love it. And I was like, ah, dang it. Because at the same time, I feel sorry for him, like, here, too, because, like, they're, they're, they they make you feel sorry for the main character, and, like, they're making you feel sorry for Shigaraki. Well, some people probably aren't feeling sorry for him, but, like, some people who look at it past him being a villain, and he's just a really messed up person that had a really messed up situation happen to him. Um, we still don't know what happened to his family, because they're hands now, so... What happened? <laughs> What we like about this is the same thing that you'd like, like in a Rocky movie, a good Rocky movie. Like, they're building up the enemy, they're building up its personality, they're investing in this, and like you're you're growing attached. You're watching his minions like twice. You're getting to know twice and Compressor Man, and all the other villains. Like you're getting to know them better. Like you even get to see Spinner with his like face covering off today, and stuff like that. And this is all building up to the payoff of what will inevitably be the final battle between probably Midoriya and, and Shigaraki. And that's why this is cool, because like they're taking time to build up the hero, make him unique, draw parallels between him and make him a proper like a proper like you know what I mean, like foe, like a proper foil to Midoriya. And he's gonna he's gonna beat the Liberation Warriors. The hundred and fifty sixteen thousand five hundred and sixteen Liberation Warriors. He, he might not wipe them out, but he's going to win that fight. And I, I'm just, I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to win that. And that's going to continue to build up his mastermind status. And he's smart, so he'll probably beat them and then take over. And then somewhere in there, he'll probably also take out Machia and submit him so that he wins Eggman's respect and support. Well, I mean, this is like the world is his oyster after that. He has an army. He has a monstrous bodyguard thing that's undyingly loyal. He has an evil, like, Dr. Giroux-style, like, mad scientist. Like, he's going to be fully equipped if he can get through this, what, what he's going through here. And he's even proving himself, because he, they said, what, he's been fighting this thing for a month and a half or two and a half months or something? 
at one point, like some hyperbolically large amount of time with three and a half hours to like sleep in between these nonstop battling. That's nuts. I guess I didn't really think about it that much. I mean, he's been because he has to be tired. It's probably like, but uh, what was I about to say? Uh, I forgot. I had a thought process. Oh, that's right. Like the very beginning of this arc, of the season, when well, I season, but the very beginning of the second arc, we see somebody who I'm guessing was Sugar Rocky coming out of the rubble naked. I'm pretty sure that's the aftermath. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the aftermath. Meaning, whatever Gigantomachia does, because you don't see him at all during the whole Deca City stuff. Um, and apparently it happens so fast that the heroes can't even get there fast enough, apparently. So, like, whatever happens, happens within a couple of seconds. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's definitely proven so. I just, like, I find it, like, I find myself kind of conflicted here, because it's like, uh,. It's not that I hate Shigaraki, but I don't like he likes Shigaraki because of his personality flaws. Because they are very, he's very flawed. But I guess it makes him a good character in in, in odd ways. But um, it just seems kind of weird. I'm very good. I mean, I'm probably better at, at the end of this. I'll probably have my 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 verdict on Shigaraki. I'm almost certain, based on how this ends. Because like as you said before, he's not dumb. Uh, he's very childish and impulsive, which is a problem for a guy who should be able to think and be able to plan 10 steps ahead of somebody else because the training he's supposed to have gotten um but uh i guess the interesting one thing i want to a question is like uh back back um during shigaraki's like little fight you see spinner and toga off on their own and spinner actually asked toga an interesting question and it's a question i actually like to pose to, to spinner too is that why is she still with the league of villains there's no trace of stain in it at all and that's when she brings the, you know, there, there are things she loves, and she, in her mind, the closest she can get to Deku and everybody is staying with the League of Villains, so it doesn't really harm her in any way. But it's an interesting idea that you know, some of these people came on to the League of Villains because of their fast, their fanaticism was Stain, but yeah. Stain hasn't been active for like from from the looks of it for months now, because he's in jail. But um, like, did he catch him, or is he yes, he's still running about? What? Is Stain like still running about, or has he been caught? Uh, no, he was Stain caught. Was no, caught. he was caught. He was caught. Sorry, I forgot. I, for I forgot about the really messed up kick to the face that he took. No, there's no good reason to let him go. So I, I could see why nobody's very interested in freeing him. But uh, yeah, like so, like you know, he hasn't been active for. From the looks away for months now, and like it's like it's kind of weird, but like that's an interesting question for Toga. But I'm actually kind of interested in why Spinner here is, and I had this really weird headcanon like earlier on. I mean, this this is this is definitely not what it is, but you know how um, early on in the series they brought up the concept of there being a um, a uh, a traitor amongst them. What if this was just like one of those like red herring situations, like where there's really no traitor amongst them? But it's really a traitor amongst the villains, and this makes me this makes an interesting like situation for like somebody like Spinner, who hasn't done a lot, but maybe that's for story reasons. Because like he he seen he like, I, I agree with you said you said something about Spinner before that like, he doesn't seem the type of like evil guy. He seems to just like he uh he doesn't seem evil. He seems like he's like dedicated or something. I forgot what you said about Spinner specifically. He's like a yeah. fanatic. But I don't think he's like a bad person. He's a neutral character, yeah. So it seems like to me, like maybe it, like they've the heroes could have placed them in there, and maybe it's, they're they're throwing us off their like cunning their cunning trail for right now because they don't want us questioning. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's too convoluted. So I'm pretty sure that's not really what's going on here. I just had that weirdly weird thought in my brain. It's like Spinner is like the odd one out amongst all of them. Yeah, Compress to, Compress wants to help Shigaraki. If I had to pick an informant, it would be twice, but that's just me talking. I don't know. Twice seems too unstable. <laughs> well, that's exactly why. You know what I mean? The other half of, like calls up and was like, "I got a, I got news for you." You know, and, he, and then he goes, "I hate you." You know, and, and then he like goes back and forth. Just the fact that he's opposites bundled into one thing would be the reason I would think that he would play both sides. 
but I don't think I don't think Toys is doing it either. I guess I can see that. But uh, see here, like yeah, it's pretty much she says she loves Stainy, Zuku, and I think she's just trying to stay by so she can get more blood. Uh, it's I I guess something people keep on telling me that I find her creepy now, but I'm gonna like her later. I still find that hard to believe. <laughs> She's kind of creeping me out, and it's like, it's a crazy, it's like, it's like, um, what's the name of that anime? Um, Higurashi When They Cry. They get these cute anime girls, and then they go crazy all blood-hungry later on. It's like, oh, this is really creepy. Um, like, he's doing a really good job here with that kind of comparison with her. I'm pretty sure that's kind of probably where she came from. Because she is insane. Uh, and then we come back to Shigaraki as they're taking a break, and Compressed Man is like, he is just... He, he took a he took a beating. <laughs> like I feel sorry for that guy. Like he, that man took a beating. Like he, his his coat is all raggedy. The only thing that's actually perfect is his mask. <laughs> hey, about um Spinner, is he worth wearing two masks? Cause there's something on his forehead there that looks like it's goggles. Compressor man's wearing. Too, so I guess, and then we get a call from like some random person. Well, what we learn later on is the is the is Destro's group. Um, twice gets a call because he's looking for his friend. Uh, I forgot his name. Yeah, Girin, Girin, who we saw that guy earlier on. I think at the end of season two. Wait, no, I think it's in season one. I think it's like when they all showed up. Yeah, I think it was in season one. But uh, they uh, he tells them, look at like they send him a a a, a um a link to like a, a I guess a news and like a news broadcast and we first find out there's been fingers being laid out everywhere and we find out later on that the fingers are from his best friend <laughs> it's like geez that's kind of dark I guess I'm gonna bring up something too is like I, I'm trying to figure out who this Destro person is or if this is just a name for the group I'm starting to think that the guy who made the phone call is Destro. Cause this is image of this guy who I believe to be Destro with a with a um with a mask on, but the thing is yeah. I want to bring attention to this. There's like a mark on his face from the side, and we see that same mark marking on the guy making the phone call. Like on the side of his face. I missed that detail. I'm almost certain like it's it was him back when he was younger because uh the uh, scientist says he's surprised that they're even still active. So it's been a while since you know they've been around. So it, it would fit. If it was him back when he was younger, it's, it's very—it's a very weird detail that I kept on like. Cause it, anytime he's in the, anytime he's in the frame, I think even earlier on, anytime he's in the frame, that picture's in the frame. It's like they're doing it on purpose. But I guess that he, the picture's not in the frame here. But like, there's like when he's look, talking to the side, and he's talking about a picture. It's actually almost very deliberate. Uh, they're showing you the picture in him on purpose. Yeah, I saw that. But um, I didn't know what to make of it though. I, I, I'm willing to bet that it's him. I could be wrong, but it's just too coincidental that the marking on his face is like it's on, it's on the same spot as it's on that guy in the picture. Like either it's his brother or it's him. But or he's uh, a fanatic and he put it in the same spot. Hmm. Or he's a fanatic and he had a tattoo or it's marking in the same spot. I guess, but I mean, do those guys, billionaires, really follow a fanatic? Well, I mean, don't answer that question. <laughs> um, yeah, the middle, the meta liberation war. It, it, they made it sound like the meta liberation war was gonna be the, I guess, the the heroes gonna be taking that on. But based on all this and the setup, it seems like this isn't the, this isn't what, um, this isn't gonna be the. Uh, thing that Endeavor and Deku and everybody else take on is something else entirely. It almost like, looks like the entire invasion of over 100,000 people is going to fall through um, because Shiga Shigaraki is going to take over the Meta Liberation Army and whether or not he goes ahead with their plan once he takes it over is up for debate, but I hadn't realized the Meta Liberation Liberation Army and Shigaraki were different and now that I know that they're different like that really plays into it because for example um, 
the Metal Liberation Army has their own moles separate from the League of Villains. The League of Villains also have a mole of some sort because they've acted on that mole in the past. So Hawks is not the informant for League of Villains. They have somebody else going on. So that's interesting. I know I discovered um, that. I mean, I already came to terms with that. I, I still don't know how I feel about Hawks. At least he's playing like three parties, but two of them are the good guys. And it's just, it's just like, it's, I still don't know. Like, I mean, I guess as his as he gets as his character gets explored, something like that, because I feel like they're gonna they're gonna have to explore his character. Um, they could have gotten away with it when he first introduced them, but now they really gotta start exploring Hawks' character at some point. He, he's too involved right now. Um, I think they're not gonna explore. I think they're gonna explore him by showing his true colors when he has to do something to decide between all the sides that he's on. I guess I think it's gonna be part of the drama of it is that. Hawks is going to have to make a decision that proves whose side he's really on. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I guess having another look at that picture, I think I might be wrong because like the the dots on his head are higher in the forehead. But then again, there's a mask on this man, so I don't know. Like, but it seems so odd to me because his hair color is the same. Like, the only thing that's different is he looks just more like, he looks more villainy here than he did in that picture. And it might yeah. be because he, he's just older here, but, um... I was fighting with that, but now looking at it more, I'm like, yeah, it, there's some differences that don't make sense. His ears are pointy. But then again, it could just be because he's older. <laughs> there's a lot of things that could be because they're older. But yeah, they're, um, picking a fight with, um... They're picking a fight with, a. Uh, Shigaraki's group. Now that's another thing too. I don't know what this poses with the finger, with the index finger and the and the and the thumb pointing upwards, like he's pointing at something. It's like a sign or something. Like, and like I don't completely understand unless that's deliberate. I, I don't know, but it just seems so like it. Like a lot of what he's doing seems like he's doing it on purpose. Because he literally even reveals that his hand that he's got a satellite on them in the in the space. This is even interesting too. Like these are these, these are conglomerate people who actually have money to spend on a lot of this stuff. Like they're not playing around, right? But these people mean I mean business. Shigaraki's got himself involved in some like huge. Which explains too like why Shigaraki hasn't been in the scene too because he's got his own mess to sort out. But he first gives yeah, Shigaraki an ultimatum. Like you know, either you um die to us, or you get defeated by us, or you get defeated by the heroes. Uh, Actually, what you're telling me, I just realized that I keep thinking of this as if it's happening right now, but this was in the past, so whatever happened with that situation... Yeah, it got solved already. What? Yeah, it got solved already. Like I said before, like it that... Uh, How did it get solved? Because we know Hawks is still flying over and seeing them. Well, that, but not that stuff. I'm just talking about like the situation right now with like Gigantumashia and like the city of Daika. Because we, we know Deka in present time has been destroyed. And we see Shigaraki, who I believe is Shigaraki, in the middle of it all, like, laughing maniacally under all that rubble. It didn't make any sense at the time, but, because, like, nobody was that powerful. But Gigantumasia is. Right. So he pretty much, like, I think it succeeded, because we see, we see who I believe is Shigaraki amongst all that rubble, laughing maniacally. Right, so he won. But does that mean that they're going forth with the plan, but now Shigaraki's at the head of it? We don't know that part of the story yet. Um, but I mean, we know that the Liberation Army still has hundreds of thousands of people and warriors. But I guess that's another thing too. I, I think I know you're talking about. You're talking about what Hawks gave Endeavor. It didn't. It didn't. It doesn't make sense in context to what's happening now. So I don't what's know. This episode is in the past. Hawks was going and meeting with the Liberation Army, which is in the present. So the Liberation Army survives this and still has hundreds of thousands. You're right. And... You're at the table with them. Right. We're at the table with them, and we don't see Shigaraki there. But whatever happened, Shigaraki was happy about it and laughing about it. And I don't think the plot would write out Shigaraki in the first place. So... Whatever happens in this episode, whatever this leads to, the Liberation Army survives. We 
we just I can't believe that Shigaraki lost that battle, especially with him laughing at the end the way he was. Yeah, I don't think he lost yeah. the fight. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think he lost. I don't. I'm not saying that. I don't think he lost. I think whatever happened, he more than likely did what he wanted to do because he says that what he wants to do is he wants to draw Gansamatsuya to the city. He's gonna go meet up with Destro, but his plan is to get that guy to to destroy them. But based on what is, but based on what you tell me now and what I do that remembering now, it I don't think either either he succeeds in destroying the city and they they manage to get away from being kicked killed by him, or I don't know what I don't know where he he is because we don't know where his we don't know where he is. I had assumed that he was like caught by the heroes, but clearly he's not. Wherever he is, he's he's definitely not. He must be listening to Shigaraki now. But Shigaraki's at the table right now, being shocked. <laughs> behind those doors, but being behind those doors where uh, Hawks can get through. Is he in charge of the Liberation Army now? Did he did he take over the Liberation Army, or did he just succeed? Well, based on well, based on the with with the way the League of Villains is cooperating with them in the in in, in the background, and they don't that, that guy. He, he, I think he's there too, and he doesn't seem to hold any real power. So, and based on the fact that Shigaraki is like out doing doing his own thing, tells me that like he must he he has to have some control over what they're doing. Like yeah, if he, that's, that's really interesting because we kind of know where this led to then. I mean, yeah, this is just like showing us how they got to where they was because a lot of a lot of what we saw was kind of like random. How did this happen? Where did this come from? Why the heck is Hawks working with the, the League of Villains? Now we know why. Uh, it's actually a like, pretty clever build. Yeah, I mean, it's really good storytelling. They did a good job like putting all this together. They didn't have to. For sure they didn't have to. <laughs> um, yeah, the first episode ends with Shigaraki's plan um, to go and crush them. But we now know that something happened, and it might not have worked 100% the way he wanted to. It definitely worked from whatever we know, because we see him amongst all that rubble, laughing maniacally like he won. Uh, so, you know, whatever happens, he succeeds. The next yep. episode's a My Villain Academia episode, too, so that's interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, this is a new arc. Uh, this is, uh, if I remember correctly, when I'm hearing that my villain academia arc is like something that people love a lot, so we we will see why people love it so much. That's yeah. why I brought the fact that people said that, like you know, I had a friend tell me that I may find Toga creepy now, but you'll change your tune when you see her backstory. But whenever that happens, because she hasn't done she hasn't done a lot, which is surprising because she's been she's been like very instrumental in, in some in some plots but she hasn't been instrumental here yet right she's actually been the most helpful com compared to everybody else so it's like it's kind of weird that she hasn't done a lot yet um like so it's like it's like i'm actually kind of curious I, right now watching the ending theme because i want to see if there's something they threw in there that we didn't see earlier <laughs> I don't think they did, but it's kind of odd that like um I guess and as the end as the as the animation plays out at the ending, we see Hawks looking down to Midori, Midori is looking up and smiling, and then we just see feathers coming off in the distance. Like what's what's happening there? Typically, ending songs don't signify anything, but it's kind of odd that that's happening there. Yeah. Then we get a preview. Okay, I'm actually positive that guy who who I thought, who I, I assumed that was Destro. I think it is him because in the in the out in the in the preview, you see him wearing the mask that Destro was wearing. He actually looks kind of similar to him. It's actually kind of creepy. So he's he's either a really really strong fanatic or it's actually him. I guess I guess like, I got one final question to pose is that um they bring up an interesting point with, with them is saying that they want to liberate everybody so they can use their quirks. Does that conflict with Shigaraki's plan to destroy the world? Well, you know, watching the world burn. 
Well, he's creating plenty of chaos through this. I guess, but I don't know. I, I don't think it goes against what he's doing. At the same time, it seems kind of weird that he's willing to work with some people, some like really crazy quacks that just want to be able to use their powers freely. Yeah. I guess it's one of those. He just he's just using them, and then when he's ready, to, when he's done with using them, he'll just he'll just throw them away, like he did with Yusaki. Like he he used that he used that man's resources right underneath him. Just like he didn't even see it coming. <laughs> <laughs> he really didn't. <laughs> like, I just like, I just find it funny. It's like you know, like he he used that man, and then like like he thought he had him. He thought he had a maid. He thought he like he was tricking him, but like in the reality, Mister <laughs> Karaki was tricking him. It's very checkmate. Because <laughs> he he had he got Toga in twice his uh, loyalty, and it was ridiculous. Like jeez. I guess the only comparison to Midoriya is like he Shigaraki has a really weird way of inspiring people amongst him too. Yeah, absolutely, because he's pulling everybody together and, and united, you know, symbol of chaos as opposed to the symbol of peace. He's proving himself into that situation right now in the same way that um, All for One was doing it before. But he's eventually, he, I guess he's eventually going to get to that point where he's going to become the new, I mean, he's already, he's already making friend to be a successor for All for One. And I don't think All for One's done with him just yet. Uh, so, like, we'll see whatever this comes up. I guess with that, we're going to end the episode off here. This uh, podcast episode. Uh, thank you everybody for who, who uh, downloads these podcasts. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week. Also, uh, this is going to probably be, like, dated by the time I do this, but I'm going to make sure I upload that, uh, previous podcast episode along with this one at the same time so that way you get it see you guys later